How can we grow thriving creative businesses without constantly hustling, sacrificing our mind, body, and creativity, or living a life where the fear of where the next client or customer will come from keeps us up at night or disconnected from our family, friends, and passion? This show is going to answer those questions. My name is Naftali Roberts, and I specialize in helping true creatives like yourself grow simple, strategic, and thriving creative businesses. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let's jump on in. That eat more chocolate. Guys, I'm recording this episode a few days after Christmas getting everything set and ready for the relaunch of the Thriving Creative Podcast, which we're already a few weeks in by the time this goes live. But I really, really want to go eat more of the homemade vegan fudge I made this week, but I'm not going to do this. I'm not. I don't need any more chocolate. I may want more coffee and may give into that, but I don't need more sugar. So I'm saying it out loud. So y'all know the struggle's real. Anyways, last week we talked all about the pillars of a thriving creative business. And we talked about how it is essential to have processes and systems in place that take us towards our short and long-term goals. If we want to thrive as creatives and artists and makers who want to get paid for doing what we love. So pricing is one, an essential process to talk about, but two, it's really one of my favorite things to talk about. I love talking about this so much that I have a free training for all y'all. It's called Panic Free Pricing and the link will be in the show notes, but in it, I talk all about how to evaluate your pricing strategy and how to build a simple and panic-free pricing process so that you can price confidently and quickly, without worry, answer the question, how much? So you can go check that out at naftalieroberts.com forward slash pricing after you're done listening today. But I have that resource for you. I want you to know so that today will you listen, just sit back and kind of take notice of where you're at in this journey. Maybe what are some of the places that you're getting stuck? What are some of the patterns or bad habits that possibly you've already started to do within your business or within your life as a freelancer who is constantly getting asked what your rate is? So know that that resource is there and that you're going to have access to that for free after this episode. So today I want to start and I want us to look at what are some of those bad habits and patterns that creatives and artists and makers and humans, let's be honest, it doesn't matter what business you're in. This is just a thing that happens. These are the patterns and habits that I see as well as all the other experts see that happens around the idea of pricing. What are those bad habits? So either we price too low, we price too high, 
or we inconsistently praise. So what I want you to ask yourself right now is I want you to do a quick assessment. Where do you normally fall? When someone asks you, how much do you find yourself panicking or going, oh crap, I don't know. I haven't thought about this before. Or maybe you think, oh crap, I don't know. I've thought about this for six hours and I vary between $2 and a million dollars. Or do you go, oh, well, I know the Betty show down the street does something similar, except she does it and has a bunch of other services involved as well, has been doing this for 20 years and has a steady client load and she charges $100,000 for it. So I can charge that, right? All of those things are things we've all thought. So I don't want you to shame cycle here, but I want you to pause and ask yourself, when it comes to pricing, be honest too. This isn't going to work if you're not honest with yourself. So do I swing more to the low, more to the high, or do I go down to inconsistent? I feel like we should have a pricing song. I obviously have eaten too much chocolate today. I'm sorry for my analogies, but hopefully they resonate with y'all. So take that assessment. Where do you fall in that level? Here's what I want you to ask yourself. What are those beliefs that are driving those patterns? We're not going to spend all of our time on beliefs and mindset. I know that belief and mindset annoy some of you, but as I've said before, and I will say again, if we do not understand why we have a certain pattern, we cannot shift it. It is not neurologically possible for us to shift it. So we have to know why we do that. What are the beliefs that possibly are driving those patterns? If you are finding yourself pricing too low, are you believing that no one else will see value in the creative work that you do? Are you scared that if you price at a reasonable place, not too high, not too low, are you scared that you will lose business or jobs to people that are willing to go lower? What are other things that might drive that low belief? Other things that you might believe that drive that is that you just really don't see value in what you do. You think it's a hobby and it's nice if someone pays you for it, but you're surprised every time someone does. There's so many. So ask yourself, if you're a low sort of person, what is the belief that really drive that? What pushes the gas in the fact that after you sell something or after you bid something, you sit in bed at night and you find yourself saying to yourself, next time I'm going to charge more. And yet you never do. What would you have to believe differently that would allow you to not always swing low. Now, for those of you that go high, one, I'm going to encourage you to look at some of those same beliefs that drive low or driving you. For many of us that are scared that our work isn't valuable enough, if we believe that there always will be someone on the low end, maybe we believe that our work is really valuable and is work everything. It is, but that doesn't mean that the market will kind of support that decision. 
And here's the thing. We think people are going to say no to us, whether we price high or low. And so we price high to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. But really why we're pricing high is that we, at our core, know no one's going to buy it anyway. So I might as well have the reason that no one bought it because it just was too much and they couldn't afford me, but they saw the value because we're scared that really it's not that valuable. Those are some of the reasons that I see when people come to me and they're pricing way higher than the market can support within their particular niche or industry. I see that it's driven by that same fear and anxiety that we find when we start to look on the insides of pricing too low. Inconsistent pricing, honestly, is often those same things. It is the desire to price higher and price more because we know that the market can sustain it, but maybe you have those people in your life who are telling you, just go a little higher or just go a little lower. And there are just so many voices. One of the things that I am passionate about for this podcast is that I want to be a place that is supportive and is strategic, but is not another voice. I can't give you a number today because you all do very different things from each other, but I can tell you that there is a way to have a formula that takes into account your fears and your belief and kind of mitigates the impact of those thoughts on your pricing process. And that's the goal. So look at those beliefs. What are your beliefs that are driving your patterns? Next, let's look on how to price differently. If you've looked at those patterns and you're like, okay, I'm ready to not let those beliefs, those fears, those questions drive me anymore. How do I change? So we're going to look at two different things. First, we're going to look at really how to understand how the three pillars that we talked about last week, and that would be priorities, processes, and consistency. How in light of those, we can price effectively and without panic and with confidence. And then I'm going to really talk you through how having a formula is possible and how to create your own formula for your specific business. So let's talk about the pillars. When we start to evaluate pricing, we really do have to understand our own businesses and our own freelance industries. So if we're looking at our priorities, I want you to start to understand truly how the time and money and energy that your services and products are taking and really ask yourself, and this is not going to be how we create the entire number, but you have to understand this to have a sustainable pricing process. You have to understand the value of that. So you take them into account. How much is your time worth, especially if that time is being taken away from family, other priorities, sleep, your own well-being? What are you giving up so that you can work? Because every decision has a counter 
point to it. And that does not make it bad. It just means that when we decide to work, we are deciding not to do something else. And we have to be conscious of that choice because it actually helps us price effectively and with awareness. When we come to looking at pricing in light of our consistency, one of those pillars, how long is pricing at this rate sustainable? I've had a lot of creatives come to me who have had a lot of success. And what ends up happening is that they build their success. And remember, we talked about the difference between success and thriving and how thriving is our goal as opposed to just baseline, simple numbers, honey, success. Because success is not always sustainable. You can get the numbers, whether that's a bank account number, download numbers, like numbers, engagement numbers. But if it's not sustainable, then we have to take that into account when we're pricing. One of the questions that I ask my creatives when I'm going through and we're doing, let's say, a 90-day strategy in the creative intensives is, is this actually sustainable for you to do for the next 90 days? And then if I asked you to repeat it, could you do it again? And if you couldn't, then I often encourage us to change the price, change the process, change the offer slightly, because if it's not sustainable, then we start to get into that hustle place and hustle leads us to burnout. So maybe, yes, you could get a bunch of people to buy your service or product for you at this price point. But if you couldn't do this at this level of sleep and eating and time with your family long term, then we need to ask ourselves, does that mean the price needs to be higher? So you need to sell at a lower volume or do we at least need to have a plan to raise prices in three to six months so that we take sustainability into account because consistency flows out of this question of sustainability. And then looking at what are our processes around pricing? A lot of you do custom products or services. And one of the pitfall areas I find happen is that initial call. And because you love what you do and you're creative, you're very good in these calls. But then the question comes, how much? And you're so excited to do the project. The term my husband always uses is like, it sounds like so much fun. And I say, yes, it does. But does it align with your priorities? Is it something that's sustainable? And have we taken all of those into account when we've priced? We've looked at the cost of maybe materials. Great. But have you taken those other things into account? So I actually have a call template and training that if you go to the panic-free pricing training and you download that, it redirects you to a page where I have $27. You can get this amazing template and four-point training, which really walks you through how to use psychology to frame your calls in a way that will allow you to, one, actually have good work that you don't hate all the time, which allows you to charge more effectively because you're not always hustling, but two, and I think this is 
golden. It allows you to understand the power and the process to not, if you are doing custom work, not giving them a price when you are on a call. And this call template takes you through that and actually gives you the verbiage to use and how to frame that to clients and then how to create a price and a proposal that actually allows for a sale, but also does not rush you into pricing something because I know that I have made this mistake. And even the other week, I almost sent a proposal off and then I recognized that I was rushing and I was trying to get to doing something with my kids. And so I wasn't going through my process. And I realized that had I sent it off, I would have ended up in a place where I was frustrated and annoyed and overworked because I was not thinking through how much time this exciting project was going to take. And I was only thinking about the time that I would be on the call with the client and not all of the out of meeting time that this project would take. And so I paused and reevaluated and looked at how much that was worth in light of the priorities that I have in my life and the priorities I have in my business. I was able to make a much better proposal that actually worked better for the client as well as myself because I paused and went through this four-step process that I take clients through. So if that's something you're interested in, it really is helpful. One, to know how to take people through this process and use the psychology of it too, but it really works beautifully with the formula that I'm going to talk about right now because having a formula saves you, it catches you, it is kind of the place where when your brain starts spinning because that's what our brains do, we can't change how our brains work, we can just find brain hacks. And that's what I like to give you all. I like to give you a way to say like, well, my brain tends to freak out and underprice. So how do I hack my pricing system so that when my brain does that, I don't screw myself over. And that really is what the panic fruit pricing system is. It's a way to brain hack the process so that you stop underpricing or overpricing or inconsistently pricing because your brain works the way that it does and it just does. So, okay, the formula. I cannot give you a magic formula right now. I'm just going to be honest because each of your businesses are different. And I know I mentioned that before, but I need to say it again. But what I can tell you is that a formula is what you need. And so a formula you can create. So the step-by-step process for you to create your own formula is in the panic repricing system. Go download that. It's free and you will create your own. But here's what I need you to know. Having a formula and a process that you can go through doesn't work if you don't use it. Once you go through that training, what I would like for you to do is I want you to think now, where can you put that? Do you want to create a Google sheet that basically outlines what's in that formula, kind of the step-by-step process that you need to go through before you set any custom price or before you put a price on something that is just a standard price? Maybe you're a product maker and you're selling something consistently online. Maybe you're a course creator. Before you price out any of that, before you set 
maybe you price sponsorships. Maybe you want to set up a sponsorship for your podcast. I've been working with a creative client on that. And we've gone through those pricing process because we don't always have to do what everybody says, but we have to look at what industry standard is. And then if we don't want to charge what the industry standard is, the beauty of it is, is we can find a way around it, but we have to know where we're starting. Now, what are you going to do? And I feel like there's still something missing. And what is missing? What's missing is I think that some of you are probably feeling annoyed right now because you came into this podcast wanting me to give you a specific number. And I get it. I've listened to those podcasts before and you might be feeling like, why did I just spend the last 21 minutes? I still don't know. Here is what I need you to know as you leave. Pricing without panic and consistency is possible, my friends. I can tell you it's possible because I see my clients do it. I can tell you it's possible because I used to price fairly and then freak out the moment I set a price and backtrack and by the end of my call having without being asked to like the client didn't even ask reduce my rate in half or given twice as much service for the price that I listed because I would freak out it's possible because other people have done it. And so if you're feeling overwhelmed with pricing, if you've bought into the belief that you always have to charge less or do less or hustle and be the cheapest, then the gift that I have for you today, my friends, is that I want you to ponder what you need to believe today to know for certain that pricing doesn't have to be the place that you worry. The pricing can be a formula and should be a formula so that you can focus on creating, creating relationships, and really just building the life and business you've always wanted. So today, as you leave, what I want you to focus on is not the logistics. You have the free training for that. But what I instead want you to go forward and think about today is how can I remind myself when things feel all over the place and inconsistent? How can I remind myself that pricing or rate setting or knowing my lowest amount that I will take, if that's how you want to look at it, is possible. And effectively, if you allow for it, it will make your life easier and you will make more money. If you set, I will not as a freelancer work for less than this much, you can always go back on it. Give it a quarter, give it four months, give it a timeline. Now, realistic one, one week is not an effective timeline. I would say a quarter or six months. I like to do things for six months because it gives me a longer runway, but try it out. Say, okay, I'm going to practice the mindset shifts that I need to make to price effectively and not be driven by my fears. And I'm going to follow the formula that I lay out after I go through Naftali's panic-free pricing process. 
and then I'm going to try it out. And if at the end of the quarter, you're missing all the work and no one's hiring you and you are even more of a starving artist than you were when you started this, then tweak it. But can I tell you something, my friends? I've never had anyone yet, and there probably will be someone someday, that hasn't been able to take this process and actually simplify their life in a way that they start making more money because they don't spend all that time and energy freaking out about how much to charge. So give yourself a timeline, believe it is possible, look at the evidence, go jump in our On Purpose Creatives Facebook community or go to another community and ask how people price and then listen to their evidence of powerful panic-free pricing. Take that evidence and then teach your brain to look for your own evidence. So go on over to naftalieroberts.com forward slash pricing. Get the process, put it in a Google sheet or an Excel document or write it out on a piece of paper and know how you're going to use it. Set a timeline, test it out, look for evidence. Have a great day. Next week, we are going to talk with an amazing creative entrepreneur who has built an amazing community that I have had the privilege of being a part of. We're going to talk to her about how she's built her business, some of her routines, and how she utilizes mistakes and learning from them in her day-to-day business. Come join us next week. I will talk to y'all soon. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I really appreciate you for being a part of the movement that this show is built upon, which is liberating creatives and artists from their feast or famine cycle so that they become creatives who consistently make money doing what they love without the hustle, bustle, and burnout that has sadly become common for too many building creative businesses. You are amazing for going against the status quo and choosing to be a creative who is defined by thriving instead of how many things you have to do on your to-do list today. If you haven't joined the movement yet, simply review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and share your review on Instagram stories. By sharing and reviewing, you are helping way more creatives learn it is possible to make consistent money doing what you love without having to constantly hustle and struggle. Together, we can change the landscape of being a creative and build the world we want for generations of creatives to come. You are such a huge part of what we are doing here, and I'm so grateful for you. I will talk to you soon, 